Welcome back to It's Me, Frankie B. As we said last week, we are joined by Laura again. Hello, Kobe's everyone. wife, and Kobe's here as well. No, Ed again. He's on a brief hiatus while he's in <laughs> rehab and gets cleaned up and everything. <laughs> Joking, Ed is not in rehab yet, but um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear him be like, really, bro? <laughs> but anyway, we're going to be talking about this week, as we kind of hinted last week, um, about Laura's career and teaching, kind of talk about some teacher stuff, and then I've got a ton of family that are in education as well, so we can kind of get into where I think uh, teachers are screwed over and <laughs> what could be a way to help fix them. Um, they're not fix the, not fix the teachers, fix the <laughs> system. Yeah. Um, kind of get into that as well. So, Laura, if you want to touch on a little bit about where you teach or what you do and kind of go from there as well. Yeah, I'm a fourth grade teacher. Um, as we mentioned last week, I taught second grade for a year and then I've been in fourth grade for four years. So, um, for those of you out there that don't know teachers, when you're in fourth grade, you're nine turning 10. So nine, 10 year olds. Um, and yeah, I've been in the same school for all five years of teaching. Um, it actually is the same school that I went to elementary school at. Fun fact, I'm currently teaching in the classroom that I myself was a fourth grader in. I didn't so know that. That's awesome. That is a fun fact that I always like to tell people because yeah. it's kind of cool. Full circle. That's she awesome. had a bowl cut back then. No, oh, and that yeah. was not the year yeah. of the bowl cut. Oh. I had a bowl cut in like second and third grade. So you're I mean, admitting that it was a bowl cut? Sort of. It was just like a very short haircut. My mom liked short hair. It was a, it was a bowl cut. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't qualify. It like was not a bowl shape. It was just like short. It's our Julia and her sister had the same thing and it was rough. And, uh, yeah. you know, probably a lot easier to manage when your child is, you know, eight years old. Right. I get it. Trying to run around like crazy and you're trying to make sure the hair is not tangled is probably easier. Yeah. But yeah, no, in fourth grade, my hair was long. Maybe we can use my fourth grade school picture as the Instagram yeah. post for this episode. Yeah, we yeah. could. <laughs> I like Just share that. that over. I like that. Yeah. I happen to send you that. I'm pretty sure fourth grade was the year that I, uh, frosted tips were in for guys. And Did I was, you have frosted tips? We tried to have me get oh, frosted no. tips, but then the lady kept caking on more and more of the bleach and then i just had a ring of orange <laughs> and then we just kind of left oh, it it's actually no. kind of that look now is kind of in <laughs> so it kind of looks like i was just ahead of my time on fashion <laughs> and now i don't have hair so um <laughs> kind of sucks i saw a picture of you the other day with hair and i'm like oh shit well that's what we were, he had hair. <laughs> we were laughing the other day about that because um we were talking about oh we were talking about the horse races that my family and I went to with Julia and everything. And we we're trying to figure out if it was like after we were married, before we were married. And I was like, pretty sure it was before we were married. And I'm like, and also I had hair. And yeah. they're like, is Good that marker. just a timeline now? I'm like, kind of. Because like, <laughs> I, was, I shaved my head, what, two years ago now? Three years ago now? So it's like, you know, it's kind of a good marker to think of. I feel like long hair was kind of in at that time too. Like I remember mm-hmm. a lot of boys in my fourth grade class had like really long like shaggy justin bieber hair oh yeah. yeah kobe included that was like sixth grade for me yeah yeah fourth fifth sixth grade Which was the a hair going yeah. over the eyes a little bit yeah mm. i never had hair over my eyes mm. yours is pretty long yeah, in yours some of those got pictures pretty long it gets like it's, i mean you kind of like sh- like pushed it to one side but yeah i feel like it was kind of yeah that's fair in that's your fair eyes. yeah no i i never i had really long hair kind of that way when i was little um, I'm having a hard time like, even picturing you with hair right now. That's so what I'm saying. When I was little, I had like the little like kind of half comb over as a kid. My mom was like, you had beautiful hair. Huh. And you tried to cut your hair yourself one time <sighs> to the point where my dad had to like shave it. And um, yeah. And then 
I never had long hair again because my dad was like, well, this is this is your haircut now. An uptown <laughs> fade, basically a zero or one on the sides and a three on top. And I so I had I rocked the military haircut for quite a while growing up. Yep. Um, and then once I got into high school, I was allowed to allowed quote unquote to do my own thing with my hair because my dad didn't cut it anymore <laughs> and then i kind of did whatever i wanted and then after that it got long for a little bit there there's a photo um if i combed it forward it would come down to like my nose but then i kind of had it like pulled back a little bit but then that was like my last hurrah before <laughs> started thinning out and shaving it in college it looks yeah. really long here i did a little scroll back on brandon's yeah, instagram so there's a I'll, ha- I'll show you a photo after this um there's a photo that I have of Julie and I had dinner around that same time period. And, like, you can tell, like, I didn't have anything in it. It was just naturally, like, kind of really, really curly going back. And that was one thing I learned about myself once I did grow my hair out was if I let it grow out, I actually kind of had some curly hair. And I never thought that. But then, you know, you let it grow out a little bit for the first time in your life. And that that's what happens. I had curly. I had pretty curly hair when I was, like, a little kid. I had some mm-hmm. long hair. And then when I was in, you know, like sixth grade-ish, when I did grow it out, it was like straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. your hair was like, you have and now some very curls. interesting photos as a child. Because, yeah. yeah, like in Kobe's sixth grade photo, his hair is like damn near bleach blonde, stick straight. Yeah. Like naturally, he didn't do anything yeah. to it. It's just, the, and like right now, it's like pretty dark brown, very curly, like pretty thick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's, I always. I, I love your hair. Really I love your hair right now. Thanks, man. Oh my God. I think it's awesome. What's wrong with like the the thrown back hair a little bit? It's not super long. It's just like it's a it, good look. Okay, it looks good with a hat. I'll give him that. But when he does not wear a hat, like you know, at work or when he's like going to a nice event, I just think it makes you look like you're forty five. Oh, I feel like you think it makes got, me look older. I don't. Yeah, think I feel so. like it makes you look an old man because of all the gray in it. Yeah, and like <laughs> I just feel like you're yeah like the the dad coming home from work at you know age 52 with it all pushed back and whatever i don't know i don't see many dads with that kind of hair honestly <laughs> i think it makes you look old i don't know i also like your hair shorter so that's where i'm coming from that's I guess tough. yeah that might be that might be a thing but i've never seen kobe with really like actually short hair no, no. I've, I've yeah yeah high school i kind of kept it pretty short um but, like, even through college and, like, you know, before the past couple years, I got, like, a six on the side. And then I used to just say trim, like, you know, an inch, half an inch off the top. But, yeah, I, dude, I, I went to get my hair cut before Cody's wedding. And I'll use air quotes for cut. She took two inches off, which I was surprised because it doesn't look that much shorter. But I hadn't been there since uh, August of last year. Mm, okay. And they were shocked. They're like, "You basically grew this out from a, a fade," because yeah. that's basically the haircut that I had. And she's like, "I'm shocked it grew out this well." I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I have good hair, I guess." Oh yeah, that is really long. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, remember so that. it was it was quite long at that point, but then let it go. But yeah, I never really had super long hair, and I think basically I started doing like the high and tight, where it's like a little longer on top, kind of what kind of what jordan does now where it's like longer <laughs> on top but then shaved short and tight high so it kind of covers the bald spot look, look, <laughs> looks like the bald spot's not there because you're having such a high shave but jordan's about a year to two years out from uh he's like having now, to shave his head i i honestly think that <laughs> if i grew my hair out we'd be about equal 
I just yeah. shaved it. I I saw the writing on the wall because I had the had the spot on the back, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna shave before I'm does, I'm like rocking the. Does Jordan have the spot on the back? He does, right? He's, yeah. yeah well, it's more it's his, his is more middle, too. and it's hairline. Yeah. yeah. He used to funny story about Jordan. He used to go into the barber shop, whoever cut his hair, and asked for a haircut like his ask for a haircut like his dad's. Who had the bald spot on the top of the head? Yeah, and now that he's kind of getting one, it's kind of come full circle. Come full circle, yeah. Because his dad fully shaves his head now too. Yeah. I think he's like cue ball, like he oh, like yeah. polishes that shit like every day. Yeah, I'm not to that point. I'll shave like once a week, maybe twice a week. Yeah. Um, but then that's about it. Yeah, I don't really, I don't do the full you know full shave i'm normally by the end of the week i look I have like that jason statham where it's like just the short shave but yeah. it's like stubble yeah yeah that's pretty much what it is but circling back to teaching we were talking about um you know we you have people have long hair or whatever in in fourth grade i'll yeah. start with um a funny story about shoes and kids these days oh dude this so is crazy. this is a weird this is a weird story so um you know it it was really cold and i feel like this is a whole separate topic, but I feel like spring starts so much later and summer starts so much later now. Mm-hmm. Like but once upon a time, like March used to be the time when it would get warmer and now it's not till like May. Right. So anyways, it got warmer like this year, April-ish and I bust out a dress and sandals to wear to work because I love wearing that to work. That's way easier to work in than pants and flats, whatever. We'll talk about teacher attire later, but anyways, <laughs> um, I wore sandals for the first time and I had several kids mention this to me over the course of the day, but one kid, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what he said. Cause it was pretty funny. I had just started the day. Like we had, we were talking, we were kind of like just getting our morning started. And this kid like raises his hand in the middle of me talking. And he's like, Mrs. Froderman, where are your socks? And I was like, what? And all the other kids are kind of like, yeah, where, where are your socks? And I'm like looking down at my feet and I like have on, like I said, these sandals and I look back up at them and I'm like, they're sandals. You don't wear socks with sandals. And they were all just like, but your feet are just like out. Like your toes are just like out. And I was like, yeah. And so I told Kobe, I looked around and kids these days, at least in fourth grade at this school I work at, kids don't wear sandals. They wear sneakers every day. They don't wear open toed shoes ever. And like, they like (laughs) kind of like, in that moment made me feel like open-toed shoes were weird and like we're going out of style and like you couldn't wear them anymore yeah. but they like never wear them they always wear sneakers like it's the weird. closest they get to they wear crocs crocs are back in yeah. these days but i like even as school went on and i mean we went through the whole month of may it was really nice out like 80 degrees the last couple of weeks of school no sandals none weird no slides no like we mean, went through a phase of like the mid-high socks with, with the slides, slides yep that Julia, was like high school. Though, yeah, I feel Julia like. sees those photos and she's like, "What were you thinking?" I'm like, "Look, it was in. I yeah, don't know what to tell you." Yeah, the nice Nike elites. Yeah, with the, with the stripe in the back. Yep. Yeah, buddy. And kids these days, like, I feel like a lot of girls in my class, especially, I noticed this. Like, I, there are a couple girls in my class who had like five or six like pairs of like Nike sneakers, like nice mm-hmm. Nike sneakers. Like, I feel like I had one. Oh, you I know? had one. Yeah. Yeah. So they I have a lot that of different kid sneakers. Shoes. Well. I feel like guys, especially. I had a couple yeah. pairs Did. of sneakers. Ba- in high school, I used to try to match up my sneakers with my mm-hmm. outfit. I had enough to do that. Yeah. Like, in, but in high school, not not in the fourth grade. Yeah, and again, like, got like I feel like I my whole life only had one pair of sneakers because I wore like other cute open-toed yeah. shoes or sandals or yeah. whatever, you know, as opposed to. I I'm pretty sure I rocked like 
you like had those, true sandals yeah. back in the day, like yep. the straps, like Velcro strap, two yeah. Velcro straps. I mean, this, and then the strap around the back. I mean, yeah, nerdy as hell. But I was, yeah, I was all they 10. do is wear sneakers. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up. My sister and I were sneakerheads growing up. She's, I've kind of backed off of it. My sister is still very much a sneakerhead. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But yeah, I mean, they. I was always wearing multiple different pairs of sneakers, and then. It's funny though because then I got to an era where I was the same size as her for like a split second during Ooh. my growth, and she always wore like because she wears like she has big feet. She's five eleven, five ten, five eleven, and so like I was able to wear her shoes for like a split second because she'd always wear guys like mm. basketball shoes or Air Maxes or Boings if you remember those or Shocks whatever you want to call them. Shocks. Um, yeah, I she got pissed because I would come home. She's like, "Why are you wearing my shoes?" I'm like, "I didn't get them dirty." But I'm like, "What are you talking?" About? <laughs> she just gets so mad. Try to get parents involved. My dad's like, "I don't really care. We're paying for them. You're They're not shoes, paying for them." Dude. Yeah, he, she's he, yeah. He was like, "I don't see the problem here." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know. Like, I I noticed that a little bit. I had that realization because I have Sperry's. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, "Are these not in anymore?" And then no. I started paying no. more attention and like. There's still people that wear them, and I'm like, I still have one pair, but I'm like, yeah, it's gone more back to like the, like leather or like the almost Vans like sneaker yeah. that's like just your casual wear. That and like, like retro sneakers are kind of yeah. back. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, people rock Air Force Ones still. Yeah, the like the originals. Yeah, like the low tops. Of, yeah, just the not the tops. all blacks. They know you're a murderer. Yeah, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wearing wedge wedge open toe wedge heels with um leopard a leopard skin tight skirt that cut off at the knees a gucci belt that wasn't in loops because the skirt didn't have loops a like american eagle looking button-up striped shirt like male Mm. shirt yeah interesting and then had on like a pokemon fuzzy necklace and then had on like a Pokemon Pikachu backpack. And I'm like, this is what you showed up to work in. I don't care if you're in the friendly neighborhood of Salesforce, which it's always comical to me that you open the elevator and you're like, your neighborhood's over here. And I'm like, oh, you're all family until they don't do as well. And then and they, they cut, cut 3,000 people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they show up in like whatever they want. And I'm just like, interesting. I wouldn't even feel comfortable. They'll show up in pajama pants. And I'm like, I don't yeah, feel comfortable with that. Yeah, it's like there's a line. Yeah, you know, you like to- you can be in a free-spirited company, but there's a point where you kind of have to like, be like, come on now. But yeah, I think teachers, I think they're a little strict on what you guys can wear. Yeah. Have you ever gotten in trouble or has anyone ever said anything to you? Okay, so yes, actually, my first year of teaching, I was in trouble, I think, three times for like dress code now this speaks to um the climate and the culture of where i work right now Mm -hmm. so that is maybe part of the issue but i got i wore jeans one day that i wasn't supposed to wear jeans it was um a friday and i thought that every friday was jeans day Ah. it was like towards the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year i thought that every friday was jeans day it was not um and then i got in trouble once for wearing a dress that was quote too low in the back Um, I didn't think it was, it didn't show like my bra or anything like that. It was just like, kind of like a triangle in the back of my dress. I thought you were talking about, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Too, at the top, too low, like in the back. Um, 
And actually, I think I had worn a sweater over that dress all day long, except for this one part when I was walking the kids out to the bus. I think I took it off. And so anyways, I got in trouble for that. And then I got in trouble one time for wearing tank tops. Like it was a tank top dress. Um, it was not like a spaghetti strap. Like it was a thick like tank top sleeve. Three fingers. Oh, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe even more than that. And um, I got in trouble for that. But that was all my first year of teaching. And I've since done all of those things again. Worn jeans when yeah. I'm not supposed to. Um, maybe not worn a dress that was too low, I guess. I don't own that dress anymore. But I've definitely worn tank tops and have never gotten in trouble. So that mm. might have just been a first-year teacher thing. Maybe. Trying to scare me. Trying to set the tone. <laughs> yeah. When you were a first-year teacher, were you sick a lot more from being around all the kids again? Yes. Um, yeah. And actually, I was sick a lot this year and last year because... So I taught one year normal. And then my second year of teaching was when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So I taught almost the whole year normal and then it got cut off and whatever. And then the next like two years we taught in masks for the most part. And the year that we took off masks, I was sick constantly, like, yeah. which, you know, I don't know. I won't get into the mask or no mask debate, but I think because all the kids were wearing masks all the time, I just wasn't ever getting sick. And then mm -hmm. when we took them all off, it was sick. I remember just this year we were trying to schedule the lake day. And I texted both of you at the same time after Kobe's like, just texting here if you can go or not. And I just texted both of you like, hey, I can't go. And he was like, you don't think you could have just told me? And I'm like, <laughs> I just was making sure both of you knew so it was clear that like I wasn't going to be there. And then you're like, we're literally sitting still next to each other. I'm like, I didn't know you guys were still sick. And you're like, yeah, we still feel like death. Yeah, yeah, I was sick this year. I think I was like, didn't feel very good. Like after my birthday, which is like the last week of February. Yeah. And then I don't think I felt better until like, the last day of school like i was just like like allergies colds yeah there was like strep throat mixed in there i was just like so sick constantly i don't know it was weird well that's what so I've had kids, this, i mean since coop's been going to daycare he got sick yeah. and then all of a sudden julian and i got sick and then i go to work and i'm like okay did i get it from coop from going to daycare now or did i get it from work because like our vp was out sick with something like his throat was bothering him then my my direct boss was like he lost his voice and then i was same thing i lost my voice and then finally went to the doctor last week because it's been like a month now of having this like dry raspy yeah. itchy and he's like yeah it's not bronchitis it's not strep throat it's not he's like we really don't know what it is um drink tea and honey pretty much because yeah. there's really we don't have a cure it's not a cold and he's like but it's something going around so it hypothetically speaking this could be uh, like one of the new strains of COVID that is around that we just don't test for anymore and that we just don't know. So like our bodies are still adjusting to it. It's just not severe as much anymore, yeah. but it makes sense with you getting more sick once you took the mask off. But yeah, I mean, kid, these kids are sick constantly. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was going to say, as you were talking, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about how parents send their kids to school, like practically on their deathbed. But on the other hand, parents don't do that either. Cause I have kids who, missed upwards of like 20 to 30 days this school year yeah um which is insane in my mind but then you know some of them also come to school and you're just like you look terrible you should not be here i feel like i didn't get that sick as a kid hardly ever i don't know why i, like I didn't either but like i don't ever remember missing school because i was sick i mean back when we you know schools used to do like perfect attendance awards i feel like i had got most of those throughout at least yeah. elementary school yeah i didn't have one kid for my class this year when perfect attendance so i never missed it i only missed one day of school my entire career 
Wow. You want a like, cookie? I legitimately remember this. Because, I definitely missed more than that. But. Because, well, here's my trick. So, here's my in, trick. In, well, I'll get to that, but in middle school, I got the flu. Legitimately was sick for that day. And I remember uh, AP was like, where were you? I thought you died. Like, you never missed school. And I was like, I <laughs> was sick. And that was the only time I ever missed school. But then in high school, I found a loophole. Yeah. And if I didn't want to be in school, I'd go to my first two periods which was like normally APC, which is just lifting, and like a team sports class. And then I would just go to the nurse, and my mom or someone would get me out. Oh and gosh. it counted as you attended school that day. Because yeah. you then, were there. For yeah. And then it never counted against you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd and get now, out. see, now I think they figured that out because if you leave early at school, I guess at least in elementary school, you get marked. You don't get marked absent, but it marks you as like left early or whatever. Yeah. And that yeah. like counts against you if you're looking at, you know, attendance, whatever at the end of the year. Yeah. Cause I, I think a lot of kids were, were getting away with that. So I guess I did miss one more day. I missed senior skip day. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then uh, we pulled up to school and baby squirrel came sprinting outside because <laughs> ed acted like his dad and yes he we rolled down the back window and he jumped in through my back window and we peeled <laughs> off because we just wanted to play basketball and we wanted him there so he came ed, ed called him out of school so funny yeah. yep Love yep. that. so that was pretty awesome and then ed went home and told his dad and his dad was like yeah i'll, I'll vouch he's like i don't care it's one day yeah exactly yeah. so that's pretty cool um kind of going into that though how what was one of the biggest struggles for you going in from college student teaching into your actual career like this is your classroom you're running it what was your biggest struggle uh any teacher that you ask this is probably going to say the same thing classroom management they do not teach you how to do that in college they don't teach you what to do when you pass out the paper and the kid looks at you and says i'm not doing that you know so <laughs> they you that just was... smack them around kick them out of the desk <laughs> no <what> do you do? <laughs> um but that's definitely that was the biggest learning curve is you have to figure out how to get 24 people to look at you and listen to you. You have to figure out how when you say get out of pencil, you mean right now, you know, because there's going to be kids that look at you and say, I'm not getting out of pencil right now. And um, that was a big What's learning curve. Um, I, I, not, to to, not to toot my own horn, but I do have very good classroom management. That's probably one of my biggest strengths as a teacher. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty demanding presence. I feel like. When I start talking, I set the expectation from day one that when I start talking, when I tell you what to do, you're doing it and you're listening and whatever. And that there's, you know, I kind of set up a culture of like when, when anyone is talking, you're supposed to be listening to them. You're not, mm -hmm. you know, you can't talk over people. And I say like in life, you, you don't do that. When I'm sitting here talking to my friends, if they're talking over me, I get annoyed and I stop talking, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever. So, <laughs> and so I related a lot to like their life and I'll, and I'll say too, like, oh, how many of you have ever you know, told your mom a story and in the middle of it, she interrupts you and you, you get annoyed and they're, you know, they all are, they all can relate to that. So it's, I'm not really sure what my trick is other than I, d I also have very high expectations. You know, I don't let a lot of, a lot of shit fly. I don't let a lot of shit go. Um, and I, it's, it's hard at the beginning of the year because they don't know that. And so mm. at the beginning of the year, I do feel like I'm nitpicking every single thing that they do. Yeah. But by, by about October, November, they've figured out my rules. They figured out the expectations and they, f they know what's going to fly and what's not. Um, I'm also very type A. So it's like the way I say it's going to go is the way it's going to go. So yep. there's a lot of other teachers are a little more lax, a little more chill. Whereas I'm kind of like, uh, this is the way it's going to be. And so. my, my aunt's very type A and she was the one that I was saying I went and helped her in her classroom a lot. 
Um, and when I was younger, like, I was never, like, I would get in trouble with her sometimes, but, like, she would, she is a great mom aunt, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, um, she never really raised her voice to me because I knew when she was being stern, like, I knew. Mm. But then, like, she teaches in a very, very rough area. Yeah. Um, very low income. The kids, the, like, she got death threats from one of the moms at one of the awards nights because her daughter did not one. win something. Yeah. And then her, yeah, lady came charging at her in the middle of the awards thing at the school. It's wow. so another thing um, they don't teach you in college is how to yeah, deal with the parents. Because yeah. the parents are half the damn battle sometimes. Oh, for sure. And I remember the first time I heard her raise her voice and yell in the classroom. And I was like, I'm about to sit down. And I'm yeah. a grown man. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I'm like. I mean, my yeah. goodness, but then, yeah, that's where she's at. She's, like, type A, raise her voice, hits that level that I'm like, damn. Yeah. And then every kid in there, doesn't matter who they are, we're like, oh, okay, I'm sitting down. Oh, yeah, there were a couple times this past, I had a rough bunch this past school year, probably my, my I don't want to say my worst class ever, but, like, just you're, one you're of the roughest, toughest classes. Difficult, difficult. Um, yeah, and there were a couple kids, of course, who were not part of that rough and tough category, um, and when I would raise my voice at everybody else, those those you know, good kids would just sit there and be like completely of like just terrified mm, yeah. of me because they were like, wow, I can't believe she's, you know, yelling or whatever I was doing. Yeah. But yeah, so that's something they don't teach you. They don't teach you how to deal with the parents. Um, another thing that I thought was tricky my first year too was like lesson planning for everything. Like, it, you know, in, in elementary school specifically, you're in charge of reading, writing, math, science, social studies, like social, emotional learning like all this stuff and if you don't have a good like team right off the bat that's gonna like show you what they do and what works you kind of are starting from scratch in a lot of areas um and i learned how to do that in college a little bit but not everything simultaneously all at once yeah so didn't you team teach for one of those years though yeah so inside my first year was in second grade but then the next year i moved up to fourth grade and i team taught um which meant that I taught reading and social studies and my teaching partner taught math and science, which was really nice. And then we would just switch. Um, and I really liked that model, which is why like I could see myself going to like sixth grade yeah. because I know sixth grade uses that model too. Yeah. So. And where you teach, they're actually switching things up here soon, aren't they? So yeah. you're K through four right now. You're about to be K through five. Yep. And then the intermediate schools, which were just fifth and sixth, are now going to become six through eight. Now that intermediate schools will be elementary schools. K-5. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. I meant the middle schools that they still have that were 7th and 8th will be 6th and 8th. Yes, eight, yeah, yeah. 6th through 8th. And then the intermediate schools are just going to be yeah. uh, elementaries. Yeah. And then someone said, well, I know they're moving the entrance of the high school yeah. to the west side, but then they're talking about adding a new football stadium and then potentially a freshman center as well Yeah. that's going to be separate from the rest of the school. They, need, like, they need two high schools. I don't think they need two high schools. They're but get, well, you know, Fishers, they did that because yeah. they, they split. And then they're getting to the verge of where we went to school is now, where it like uh, split, they'd split and it was kind of small at first. And then obviously it just exploded because then the town approved of building and more move-ins, yeah. which apparently from little birds that I heard from my previous work in multifamily construction, they were denied three different apartment complexes that they wanted to build in town mm-hmm. after but the one they built is like a upscale uh market rate complex that's very nice um it's actually the one down the road from your parents oh yeah um mm-hmm. but they yeah they turned them down for like three different builds 
but yeah yeah so i don't know what the town is planning or what they're wanting to do i know they're really investing a ton in their parks right now yep. yeah um which is good but we'll see kind of where they go from there but yeah there'll yeah. be a new middle school so that's their biggest project yeah. oh i forgot about that yeah. um Over so yeah it's the the yeah. 25 um i think our superintendent was talking about uh, making room for a thousand kids per class at the high school by I think he said 2030. Mm. So that's kind of the the end end goal. I think once they hit that, that's when they're going to have to start looking at, at dealing with the high school. Yeah. But so they'll have this new the new middle school. So it'll, there'll be three middle schools, mm, what eight elementary schools. Yeah, it's a lot. So eight or nine. And there's six right now. Okay, so then so east eight. and west would be. Yeah. Well, in the way that oh yeah, because. Uh, we have White a preschool. Oaks, White yeah. Oaks a preschool now. That's right. Yeah. But that's, I mean, you could, there's a ton of fields around the high school still. Oh, yeah. yeah. But how they've desi- designed the school and the athletic facilities, it'd be really awkward to try to expand the school in any which way because yeah. then you're going through the athletic facilities. Mm-hmm. Right. If they move. would have adjusted that to where the school could expand, I just don't think they ever expected it to grow to the size it is. Um, not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it'll be interesting to see what they do um, in that situation because yeah, there's there's a ton of field for them to grow, but they'll have to probably do kind of honestly they could probably do like an area fifty well not area fifty one area uh, thirty one thirty one whatever it was area thirty one like mm-hmm. Ben Davis did they could probably do something like that there if they wanted to so I don't know we'll see what they did yeah. but you kind of mentioned earlier that you're back in the school and even the classroom that you you taught in yeah or you went to school in have you always wanted to be back at the school you're at or have you did you look at other teaching areas have you thought about looking into other teaching areas (laughs) yeah so um i it when when i when the job when the off when the opportunity presented itself at the end of college to go back to my hometown and teach in my hometown I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, this is what I want. This is so great. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about this school corporation, you know, whatever. So I was, I was very excited. Um, I did interview at other schools that I liked as well. Um, the place I'm at now is the first place to offer me a job. So I was like, I'm, I'm here for it. And um, like I said, I was excited. I was like, this is cool that I get to teach in the same district that I went to school in. So I kind of accepted without really even considering a lot of other options, even though, like I said, I had some interviews that I was still kind of waiting to hear back from. Um, and I don't want to say my opinion has completely shifted over the years, but definitely I think it's time for a change. I think, um, I, I didn't never wanted to be one of those teachers that was stuck in the same place for years and years and years and years. So, um, I think it's a, a he- healthy to want new, to want right. to be somewhere else, to want to be somewhere else, want to be somewhere new, to want to do new things, try new things. Um, not to say that it's not a great a great job and a great place to teach because it is um it's just i think i've maybe outgrown it a little bit i wouldn't want it to seem like i you know can't stand where i teach or anything like that because that's not the case um there's just a lot of things about it that over the years i have realized i don't like as much and so i think i owe it to myself to try somewhere new would you be in the same school corporation or do you think you'd branch out from the school corporation um i'm not sure i think that would be a good first step to just be at a different school in the same corporation um, but I also kind kind of like, if I'm going to make a change, I might as well make a change. And mm-hmm. that, if that means, you know, going to a t- completely new school corporation, I think that's a change I'm willing to make too. Have you thought about going back to get any post grad 
uh, yeah. certifications or anything to get like your administrative license or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I would love to get um, my master's and um, that kind of thing. Because I mean, in general, if you're a teacher with your master's, you're making more money anyways. Um, the problem is the money though. It's, you know, master's degrees are not cheap. So do they cover any of it? Um, no, I, I know that they were for a minute for like a couple teachers a year that were pursuing a master's in English as a second language education. Um, which is not really the path that I would want to go down anyways. Um, but no, I mean, I think maybe like, I don't want to speak on this cause I'm not really sure, but I know like public schools, a lot of public schools don't cover for yeah. teachers yeah. to get their masters and stuff like that well because then they have to pay them more yeah, yeah they have to pay me more <laughs> and um i mean again master's programs are not cheap no, i mean not. kobe would know so i sure would yeah that's what i started looking into our alma mater for uh for master's program and i saw the cost and i was like oh yeah I'll tell you this. I looked into the masters of finance In finance and uh just honestly it was crazy to me that they they finagle the system because like one needs this certain amount of credit hours yep. this one needs this certain amount mm -hmm. they're not the same credit hours but magically they're almost the same cost yeah i'm like huh how's that work i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll say this an m an online mba through kelly school at iu mm -hmm. costs eighty two thousand yep. dollars yeah yep and it's it's technically a year-long program but it's a full like spring fall and then i think two summer terms yeah. So it's like a full year, eighty-two grand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that as well. And yeah. I've been trying to talk to my work about it a little bit. Um, work is about to get really hectic. We've had some people move and change positions and leave, and so we're kind of thin right now. But um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I was talking to them about potentially going for my MBA, and we do have a payment program. I don't think it's as good as. Our boy Ed, um, yeah, his payment program yeah. through work. And now, granted, that was for his undergrad, um, but that was extremely impressive how much they covered. Yeah, so and we'll see. I mean, would you? What would you want to do with that? That master's? Would you want to be a principal? Do you want to be an administration? Do you want to be? Um, I was having this conversation yeah. with um, a friend recently because it honestly depends on what day you ask me. Yeah, Some right. days when you ask me, I'm like, well, actually, I'd like to be um, a stay-at-home mom and never work again. <laughs> and then other days I'm like, okay, it actually would be fun to be like an IA, like what yeah. your mom was because instructional assistant. Um, because like they'd go, they get to work with the kids every day. They'd get to be in school. That's what my mom does. Yeah. Um, but they, at the end of the day, it's three yeah. twenty. They clock out and they leave, and they don't have to. Yeah. They don't have to grade. They don't have to call parents. They don't mm -hmm. have to, you know, do a lot of that. Now, obviously, that's not a full time job. That's a part time, part -time. twenty nine hour deal. Yep. Um, and then some days I'm like, yeah, it would be really cool to be an, an instructional coach or a assistant principal or a principal. Um, so I don't know. I think I think it would have to depend. Yeah. On like where the position opened up, where I was in my life, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's fair. That's what it's kind of interesting because everyone in my family, like, legitimately was in education. Now, granted, like, my dad got out and got into business. Um, a lot of my uncles did the same thing. But then everyone that was in it that are older all have administrative licenses or either yeah. principals, superintendents, or just higher up in general in the education system. And then everyone that's below that, like, around our age, are teachers. And when I talk to them about it, they want to do that. They're like, eh. 
Yeah. I don't know. It really, yeah, depends. It's, it's really funny because it's like, it's polar opposites from how they were because they were like, gotten to teaching yeah. three to five years down, started getting like my administrative license or at least my master's and went from there. Um, but yeah, my mom does the same thing, the IA work right yeah. now just because um, she does like business management for a company that like handling their finances. But then that guy's kind of scaling back because he's getting older. So she's like, well, I need, I'll do something else to keep me busy. And so yeah. she does that. She it's enjoys a good it. Gig. Yeah, yeah, she it's really a good enjoys gig. it. It's, I mean, you get all of the same holidays and summers mm-hmm. and things off that teachers get, which is really nice. Um, and then, you know, it's like you said, you don't have to take your work home with you, which is And I also feel part. like it's nice because you're not like the last line of a defense in a classroom. Yeah. You know, the teacher is the, the end know, authority, all, yeah. authority figure. You're the bigger authority figure, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it's not like if something goes wrong under your watch. It's not really your the fault. IA's fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, teaching's a hard hard career to yeah. be in right now, though. I mean, I'm the sure a lot sucks. of people would agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the, number one. <laughs> the thing is, is when they screwed teachers over by not having the, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, the growth scale for pay, that was, it still mind boggles me that they did that because, like, my aunt makes extremely good money. I'd argue probably probably six figures being an elementary ed but she's been in it for 40 years or whatever right. yeah um and then it's like you look at my sister who granted she's a very successful coach so she gets a really good coaching stipend but like she'll never make <clears throat> excuse me she'll never make like what my aunt made or what yeah. my uncle's making as a pe teacher right now and that yeah. that depends on the uh, school corporation oh it true. does it yeah does. but it still does. i mean in general like in general <laughs> teachers are underpaid and i don't think I've never talked to anybody that would disagree with that, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, there's the classic people out there that say, well, you don't work all year, so you shouldn't make that much, you know, anyways. And okay. when people, I, I see both sides, because I do understand, like, when people ask me, oh, how many weeks off do you have a year? And I say 14, they're like, wait, what? You don't yeah. have to go to work 14 weeks out of the year? Yeah, but you're not working 40-hour weeks. Oh, and that's what I always come back and yeah. say to people, is I'm not even working close to 40-hour no. weeks. I There was a time this past school year where I um, was logging my hours every single day because I was trying to make a conscious effort to work less um, because, you know, for my mental health, I was like, I don't <laughs> need to be working 85-hour weeks, you know? Um, and I think the shortest I ever got it to was like 56 it was like yeah. that was the the shortest yeah. week I could even fathom was a fifty six hour week, and that was, you know, I you have to put in work before and after school, or it just it simply doesn't get done. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I always never understood that because growing up, my mom already got out of teaching, my dad did too, and then when I'd go to help my aunt teach, she'd be like, hey, you can just spend the night and then you can ride in with me, but then she'd wake up at like four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. five in the morning yeah. to like do her own, like she'd get to like I think her school started at eight maybe. And then she would get there at like seven o'clock to get stuff ready, set things up, get everything done. And then once your her school, like I said, is not in the best area, so a lot of the kids walk to the apartments across the street, yeah. or have like this special—I don't even know—it's like special assistants that come and help walk them further away because they didn't have like mm-hmm. as many school buses or whatever for right. certain neighborhoods. Um, and so, like, she would help walk them or like wait till they all get across the street so an entire school like that i mean then she would go home and i'm like yeah their school day ended at 2 30 or 3 whatever it was but like she's not leaving till 5 yeah 5 30 and then she's still going home to grade papers and Mm -hmm. whatever else yep 
with this like tough bunch that I had last year, there was a time where I was like the school day ends. The kids get on the bus at three fifteen. Our contract technically ends at three twenty, so I can leave at three twenty if I want to. But I was spending from three fifteen to five fifteen calling parents, sending parent messages, mm-hmm. like putting out the fires from the day. Mm-hmm. And then I would look down, it'd be 515 and I'd be like, okay, well, what am I doing tomorrow? And I would have to sit and plan for the next day. I'd yep. have to go make copies. I'd have to grade. I'd look up again and it was like seven o'clock and I was like, well, I'm kind of hungry. I guess it's, guess it's time to go and have dinner. Now I've been here for, you know, 13 hours. So yeah, it's definitely long days. And so anybody that comes at me with like, well, you have summers off. I mean, it is great. It really is. But another thing people don't realize is that teachers spend summers preparing for the next year. Like not, not days and days and days, but there's probably at least like three to five days this summer that I'll probably devote almost the whole day to like making copies, getting stuff ready, mm-hmm. reorganizing my room, my classroom, like kind of just implementing new things that I want to try out and things like that, that, you know, obviously that's not equivalent to the whole having the whole summer off, but it's still like, it's not like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. The summer. True. I you agree. Know? And, um, do you get a second job during the summer or do you just kind of enjoy it? Yeah. So I've had a second job every summer that I've, um, taught. I nannied, uh, the last you know, however many summers. And then this summer I'm working at a summer camp, um, only three days a week though. So it's still like I'm having some, some time off, but it's just nice to have like the extra money and to do fun things during the year with it. Yeah, I don't blame you. And like, we don't have any kids right now or anything like that. Like I feel like later on when we have kids, I'm not going to want to work in the summer. I'm going to want to, you know, hang out with them and spend time with them. But now that it's, you know, it's easy. I mean, Kobe's at work all day anyways. Like, what am I going to do five days a week by myself at home? And that's, (laughs) we only send Coop to daycare three days a week. But like Julia talks about that where, especially right now with him being an infant, it is extremely difficult when you're home with him to get anything done. Mm -hmm. So when people are like, oh, well, you're a stay at home mom because you brought it up earlier, like, and not have to work, but like be a stay at home mom. Yeah. Like. Correct. You're not getting a salary to work. That is a freaking job. But it's still a, and, yeah, a yeah, full-time like job. People, like, especially... Especially when they're not going to school. Yeah. Like, when he's five and going to kindergarten every day, yeah. like, maybe, but, you know. And, and that's where I always heard it growing up, or when I was serving, there was these women that we joked were called the Real Housewives of Hamilton County. <laughs> and they'd come into where we serve. It's probably really a thing. And uh, I'm sure it be. is. There's, somebody should do a... YouTube TV show on yeah, that. Yeah, because they would they would literally brag about their one job is when their husband comes home to take care of him <laughs> in a certain way. <laughs> and Gross, yeah, they would, I'm saying this like this is what they would say, but then I'm like they'd be like, "Oh, well, we're stay-at-home moms." And I'm like you're but then they talk about they have a nanny and i'm like you're a stay-at-home mom but you have a nanny what are you doing that's a very niche kind of thing yeah um but like there's times like like tomorrow julia julia was saying that like she's gonna get a ton of stuff done for work and ton of stuff done around the house because coop will be at daycare because she's like the days that he's here i can get stuff done but you're especially on, now he's in a phase his, she's on his schedule yeah, like, yeah he's in the phase now where he wants to like if you're walking somewhere he's like i'm coming with you <laughs> like and so he wants to be held but yeah once they get a little older that's different but right. yeah when they're an infant stage that's a it's, job it's when you're tough a stay-at-home mom. yeah and that's another thing daycare cost yeah. is ridiculous we only <laughs> do part-time three days a week and it's almost as much as a mortgage yeah and it's insane and you know these people that have stay-at-home like a spouse or whatever that's stay at home because they got four kids 
it makes sense now if you, yeah. you can't afford you can't full-time can't daycare kids yeah. yeah unless you're both making like 200 grand a year which my old boss her husband's very very well off and she's very well off and they had a live-in nanny that's yeah. completely different and she's told me that she goes have you ever thought about that i'm like <laughs> yeah, I thought about it for five seconds, and I realized, no, I can't afford to have someone live with us. Yeah. When our house isn't big enough. I mean, a living nanny, you're paying someone, like, a full-ass salary. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's their yeah. job, is yeah. to be your nanny, so they need to be making probably more than the teacher makes. <laughs> well, yeah, she was actually the one that I reached out to you about mm-hmm. for the summer, and she was like, you know, she broke it down. I'm, like, looking at this, I'm like, she's bringing it down, like, a full job. Yeah. And it is, because she's used to having a living nanny, but her nanny was... Like, either going back to school or something. I forget what it was, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, that's a fun gig, too, especially if you're able to, like, travel with the families and yeah, everything. It's I have, your, always, I have yeah. thought about that. Yeah, so it's always an option, but... It is. Some, like, if you go with the really rich families where they give you benefits on top of, like, yeah. insurance, like, that's a whole... Like, time off, things yeah, like that. that's yeah. a whole different Some beast. of it, it's like an actual business. Some people, yeah. it's like living nannies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I my uh, My mom had a... Uh, high school friend uh, who nannied for uh, David Beckham. Really? Really? The live-in, na- and she was a live-in nanny. Like, when I was maybe uh, 14, 15, 16, she, like, lived out there in L.A. and went on the vacations with them to, like, mm. Europe and stuff, so. Yeah, and that, see, that's where. that That is yeah. next level. If but. you yeah. If you get to the level where you're with, like, a very, very well-off yeah. family. Yeah. living with them traveling with them like that could be really fun but then then you get into the point of if you want to leave that family you're attached to the kids now right. yeah and unless the kids are like hellions or where you're miserable like <laughs> that's tough to leave and it then is, yeah like i've always thought about it as well like if you're a living nanny how's that for your personal life because if yeah. you start dating someone you stay the night somewhere yeah like you come sneaking in to take care of the kids or like, you know, no one's yeah. coming back with you. You Feel know, like your so. personal life. Yeah. might take a hit. Yeah. With that. So it's an interesting situation, but what do you think are some areas that could help fix teaching right now? I think that's a big question. Cause obviously there's like not very much that the general public can really do. I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody wants teachers to be paid more i guess maybe not everybody but some people want teachers to be paid more and obviously that's you know would be a great thing um but i mean i feel like you know during covid teachers were like these heroes oh my gosh i can't believe i have to be at home with my kid all day while they're doing e-learning please like make this stop i want to send them back to school with their teacher and that was just like so so quickly (laughs) forgotten yeah i mean i think they you know i we like i said we were called heroes we were called you know people that just are the greatest people because they deal with our kids all day and i can't believe i'm at home now dealing with my kid all day and i feel like that's all just kind of disappeared over the last couple of years people forgot and these kids these days are a new a new breed and i don't know if it's a covid thing or if it's just the way the world is evolving but these kids are really like they're just addicted to technology they're addicted to getting what they want when they want it um and they don't have a lot of a lot of like respect really i mean and i'm not talking about all kids but you sound like the old man yelling i do at the clouds. i do <laughs> and i i always told myself i was never going to be that person that's like oh the times have changed i <laughs> wish kids like were like they were back in you know when i was a kid i never said i was going to be that person i was never going to be that person that was like well when i was a kid kids used to whatever but i'm serious these kids i mean for example we went on a field trip uh in the last month of school 
and we went to like this outdoor nature center basically and we had a lot of different activities to do and I mean it was constant I'm hot when are we going back can I get a drink of water? This is boring. This isn't fun. Like we were on a field trip. Like you guys probably like oh, yeah. when you think yeah. of school, field trips are some of the most fun days oh, yeah. of school. And all they did was complain. And I mean, I would say, say a majority of my class just complained, did not really like have fun. They just like always want more. Like we had their little fourth grade celebration and we had like a little pizza party and they were like, can I have more pizza? Like it was like they got a plate of two pieces of pizza and I already had like four kids being like, can I have more? Can I have three? And I'm like, you haven't even eaten the two pieces that are on your plate yet. Like, so I don't know. I think in general, kids need to get out more outside and out in the real life, the real world in real life. Like I had so many, this is maybe TMI, but I had so many like kids in the, like having like issues in the bathroom this year, like just fucking around in the bathroom, like playing, like doing weird, just, I don't even know what they were doing, like weird stuff in the bathroom, like that you would never do in a public bathroom. And obviously kids are kids and some kids do stupid things and whatever. But it was like a lot of them would just like go in the bathroom and like, you know, play games or mess around (laughs) or like whatever. Um, so they need to get out more. They need to, there needs to be less. <laughs> they need to touch grass. Is they what need you're to touch me. grass. There needs to be less screens, less social media, less do just for see, kids. I mean, you, ugh, I don't do know. Do you see a drop off in the education from post COVID? Yeah, absolutely. From like having to count on parents to help them. Yeah, absolutely. I just think a lot of parents that were parents of kids during COVID that had to like help them learn at home are now a little checked out they're kind of like that was Mm. terrible i don't ever want to think about that again please go to school and you know (laughs) learn all the things you need to know and then come back and be ready and so there i have a lot of parents who are just really checked out i mean i have parents who i didn't talk to the entire year like i never never communicated with them at all like i would try to reach out and they would just never answer um well i feel like there's a little bit of a a medium a a, a happy medium there because you don't want a parent who's over involved exactly but you also don't want a parent who is checked out and probably needs to be involved. And I just feel like right now it's there it is like those two. It's yeah. I, there's parents who are who never stop calling and never stop messaging and are constantly mm-hmm. talking to me. And then there's parents I never hear of. Like there's hardly any happy medium kids these days where it's mm-hmm. like I talk to them every once in a while, but yeah. not too much and whatever. But I don't know. I think it's a new breed of kids. I think kids are just a little. It, I think their their social social emotional growth is yeah. just not where it needs it'll, to be. It'll be interesting to see what happens once you kind of get the COVID kids out I know. of schools. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, I think I mean you even said it. It's like when they were staying at home. Yes, their education could probably suffered. You know, they're not in a classroom learning from a teacher every day. Right. If your parents don't want to really be involved, or maybe your parents, you know, aren't the most educated, or what whatever the issue is. But even the the social aspect yeah. of school, it's like. You, when you go to school, you kind of, especially in elementary school, you learn how to kind of be a decent human being. Yeah. You you learn social norms. You learn, you know, how to walk in a line to go to the bathroom. Yeah. How to wait your turn. How to wait how your to, turn. Yeah. How to be respectful. Or if you did something weird, you got bullied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not like, the case because oh, everybody's weird. doing something weird now. Yeah. Like, so I think, I think that like COVID, like I said, didn't even only affect the education part of it. Like the true school learning. It's just like these kids don't really know what normal is yeah right. the so, social part is definitely definitely so, a big yeah. problem so especially when, in fourth grade like i said they're like getting yeah. closer to that middle school age they're yeah. definitely like getting to that preteen situation but they're just like some of them are just not nice like they yeah. you know i like i said i had kids this year that just talked over me every single day yeah. they did not care one single bit 
that their teacher was up there talking. They were doing whatever they wanted to do every single day. They walked in the door for 180 days, like, which is just insane. Yeah. And I'm a pretty big proponent of, I think that's also, that also falls on parents too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if you go home and you don't, your parents don't, you know, demand a certain level of respect. I mean, that's sounds like a harsh way to say it, but at the end of the day, like, it's true. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, that's your parents. You listen to your parents. You, you, you can be, you can disobey and get in trouble, but the bottom line is as well as parents, like there's too many parents now that want to be their kids friend yeah and it's like you're not your kid's friend you're their parent first and then their friend like my dad ruled with an iron fist growing up i never went on against him there was one time i told him to shut up under my breath and i was in the (laughs) air getting held up like (laughs) what'd you just say and i never did it again (laughs) yeah but now i'm best friends with my dad because why like i learned a level of respect when i was younger and now that i'm older and i'm an adult and i'm on my own like we can be friends so these like Sorry, when, when you got in trouble at school, my I yeah. I dreaded yeah. having mm-hmm. to go home and tell my mom. Or like if my teacher said I'm gonna t- you know I'm gonna let your mom know that this happened, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my god, my life is over. Yeah. Now these days, if I say like we're I'm gonna call your mom, the, these kids literally don't care. Yeah. They well, look and, at right at me and they're like, and, okay. In parenthood and households, like parents, learn this: it is not a democracy; it is a dictatorship until <laughs> they're old enough to understand and have conversations and realize yeah. be mature because like it goes in with the situation we were talking about earlier like there's a lot more students and teachers fighting now like i've seen more videos this year of like full-on throwdowns because the kid is like texting in, in class and then the parent or the teacher i mean takes the phone away yeah all of a sudden they're swinging on the teacher and i'm like yeah that would not happen i mean you yeah. might have a troubled kid when we were growing up that might lash out like that but for the most part like that never happened yeah that's what i mean you can all probably think of that one kid in your class mm-hmm. in whatever grade that was the troublemaker yeah and like i had 18 of those you yeah. know like it was just, just crazy and i'm and I, like my colleagues did too it wasn't just me i mean i know it's not just me in my classroom i i've talked to a lot of other teachers and a lot of teachers in my building will all say the same thing like it's it's you know i'm calling four parents after school every day and not mm-hmm. just you know one or two it's there's not that one or two kids anymore in the classroom that's the troublemaker. It's if you're the good kid, you're the odd one out a little bit. Mm. Yeah. That's just wild. But I think, like you said, it came back to COVID where I think yeah. parents were hands off. And then, yeah, I think parents are trying to be friends a lot now because they didn't like how they were parented growing up. Sure. And now it's just to the point where their kid talks back to them like they're an adult. Yeah. It's like, you're not an adult. Yeah. You need to understand what you're doing first and then we can build from there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. By There's the way, a lot that could be fixed, but yeah, you know, it's More gonna take baby time steps, for sure. Yeah. yeah. By the way, nice hat. I just noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I got that hat when we were on his bachelor party, oh, and yeah. my head was burning because was I was that balding. Color? Or is it supposed to be white? No, no it was an oh, off. It was like yeah. an off white. Okay. But uh, I bought it just for that day to cover my head from getting burned, and then I was like. I'm not a Cubs fan. So I like <laughs> here you go. it sat in my closet for like a couple of years and I finally like went over to Kobe and was like, here, just take this. Yeah. It's a cool hat. I yeah, like it. It's cool. like an old school hat. It but is cool. Yeah, I think that wraps up the teacher talk for yeah. this one. Um thank you, Laura, for joining us the last couple of weeks. Thank you for having me. And as always, like and subscribe and listen to us on all the major um major podcast programs that you can listen to us on, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Apple google play and amazon music and uh please follow us on instagram and twitter as well have a good night cheers cheers cheers